Hi. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three-ish birth professionals. <laughs> Plus or minus one. Yeah. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say. It's a lot more shit than giggles. Ooh, that was, oh, I that like was fun. That. <laughs> Kim Haynes is not here, but she's a CPM at a busy birth center. And, and a small home birth practice. <laughs> I am Meredith Rowell, also a CPM at the same small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and a birth assistant with you guys at your home birth practice. Me. Our home birth practice. Kim is here in spirit, but not That's in, true. in her body. We miss you, Kim. breaking our hearts right now. I know. Our friendship hearts. Kim is at the lake right now, Having jumping off of docks. People. She's probably floating around naked. And she hasn't texted us really at all. So I no. feel like that's a sign that things are going well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's having a grand old time. And um, he, so now we're switching Here spots we because I feel like when we were off call, Kim was like doing a butt ton of births. Mm-hmm. And now she's off call and she's on vacation. Um, and I've already done two births this week and we're probably yeah. going to go to another one today. Yeah. This this. Uh, recording might get interrupted because we might have to go to a birth here in a little bit. So that's exciting, which honestly, I probably shouldn't turn my phone off. I just realized that. Um. So yeah. So this is uh, the debut of burr, burr, burr. Meredith and Jess. The dynamic duo. Doing a podcast without Kim. We'll see how it goes. I think Kim was really doubting us and I was a little nervous too, but we'll, I think it's actually going to be great. It's going to be fine. Yeah. So we decided that today... We're going to tell you all about the... How much we love each other. And the budding (laughs) of our beautiful friendship and and the births that we've done together and the growth of that. That also working relationship too. Yeah. I feel like we talked a lot about you and Kim's relationship and a lot of Kim and my's relationship. I don't think we've talked a lot about our relationship. So I'm really excited about this episode, actually. I don't think we have because we have our very own special relationship outside of the trio. It's very special. Well, that's <laughs> what, okay. So whenever people ask us how we make it work as a group of three, yeah. I think what's so beautiful about it is that we each all have our own relationship. So like I have a relationship with you that's very different than my relationship with Kim. And then you and Kim have your own relationship that's like vastly different from my relationship with you guys yeah basically you guys don't talk about feelings as much and then uh, we have our relationship as a three of us as a trio yeah. yeah i do feel like it's unique i don't know if i ever would be able to accomplish this with anybody else except for you guys i don't know that i would want to ever accomplish yeah. this with anybody else no. except you guys i feel like we're on the borderline of a codependent relationship but it doesn't feel unhealthy but i feel like it's very close to the edge of unhealthy well <laughs> Maybe, but I think that we do a really good job of trying to keep each other healthy. Yeah. And I think that it's also very special because we're not just friends, but we also work together, which I also think that that's a whole nother level because it means that we understand the stuff that we go through on a day-to-day basis yeah. in a way that There's I have like foundation already. super close friends that I don't do birth work with that are still amazing, awesome friends, but it's still a part of their life that that they just can't that they don't get to witness yeah they can't get quite the same yeah 
way. I do feel like that's like a challenge in any relationship is if you can't witness somebody at their work, it's hard to know where they're coming from. So to have two people in your life that not only understand where you're coming from because of their own experiences, but because literally they're by your side for most of them. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I agree. Agree. So we all know that I've known Kim longer than I've known you. Mm -hmm. But friendship is like in the first like. I wouldn't say the infancy because, yeah, we've been friends for like adolescence at least. Yeah. And we're freaking awesome. Like adolescent relationships are probably the worst so the fact that we're already so awesome at this point i can't imagine how we're gonna be as like crones together oh we're gonna be the best crones in the world so good we're gonna like we're gonna be the ones who find that cool house that we're all gonna live in and then like all the sexy guys to like fan (laughs) us with (laughs) palm tree leaves all the sexy old guys that that we come to be our crone slaves yeah (laughs) they're gonna be old they're probably gonna be pretty young let's be honest all right we have standards (laughs) I'm like all about some sexy old men though. So they'll probably they're probably some old men. As long as they're too. sexy old men. Yeah. Um, so I feel like so I know that you were working at a birth center in Harrisonburg and I didn't really know you at yeah, that point we didn't in time. Know each other yet. Even though I've heard about that story of your life, which mm-hmm. for everybody out there, I have never known someone like Meredith who has oh so many stories about <laughs> so many things I like, feel like our trip to new york was like i went a little crazy on that trip and shared a lot of stories no i i love it but i'm it's like anything i say like i she'll just be like that reminds me of the time that i was backpacking through vienna and a magical frog started talking to me and i kissed it and he turned it that wasn't a if story she told. I mean, I got stung by a bee while eating ice cream when I was sick. Then yes, that's what. But I you have so <laughs> many like random stories from random places in the world. See, I feel that way about you, honestly. When you talk about your trips, I'm just like, gosh, she's so much fun. Like when I travel, usually I have like a couple days where I'm just like in bed and feeling sad. But it feels like every time you go on a trip, you're just like this magical fairy that has like boundless energy, just like flits around and like. We got to like travel together recently. Yeah, and, and I, we spent an entire awesome. day in bed. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you got a taste of my like depressive episode when I travel. There was nothing <laughs> depressing about it though. It was so much fun laying in bed and watching Broad City. I was and... actually thinking about how we said we were going to go home after one more drink and then stayed out until four a.m. in Manhattan. That's what I was thinking about when I was referencing that. So yes, it's all about. I balance. have a tendency to do that. I lose track of time. So I want to go back to the beginning of our, so (laughs) rewind. Um, So I think that our friendship really began because you became a student at Mm -hmm. Premier and Kim was your Mm -hmm. preceptor. She brought me back to the Shenandoah Valley, which I will be eternally grateful for. And then I met you. So that's also probably besides my friendship with Kim in of itself, meeting you through that friendship is above and beyond the highlight. I have to say I was a little bit like, when I when you first started like coming around more, <laughs> <laughs> the language of that cracks me up because I was so fucking intimidated by you guys. When I first when you first started coming around more, I was like, hmm, who is this? Who's this bitch? Which just, like moving in on my friendship with Kim. Also, I have to say now that I get to witness Kim doing this with other people, yeah. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> like I'm, I don't do it anymore. Oh, I'm really? Like, now I'm you like, sound like a better person than me. Throw me under no, the bus no, no. real. Maybe it's because maybe it's because <laughs> you like you haven't been friends with Kim That's as long true. either. But now I've gotten to the point when she like brings a new oh. person under her wing. I'm like, welcome to the club. This I is think, the Kim show. I think 
for me i love people so it's not that i don't love the people she brings in it's more like i literally give so much of myself to you guys the thought of giving that much of myself to another person feels crazy well i don't think you need to kim has lots of friends that that's true i love that they're friends and i'm around sometimes but it doesn't mean that i give of my heart and soul to them that's true like you wouldn't sell your <laughs> you, soul you can have a beer with somebody and not be their soulmate <laughs> <laughs> I have to say though the thing I know I'm jumping around a lot so maybe we can reel this in and talk I'm sorry I'm like kicking things um what I love about you is that like Kim is can be a little patchy about when and where she's willing to have fun with us but yeah. I know I can go on any adventure with you anytime oh yeah it's like so magic and we're always gonna have a blast yeah okay so sorry like yeah. I rolled up and you're like who's this bitch yeah and so um the first time I really remember like meeting you meeting you and being like huh who is this so we had i guess this was like what six or seven years ago kim had like a lip sync yes that's what i was gonna say too lip sync yeah. battle at her house mm-hmm. and i think this was one of the first times i came and hung out with you yes guys. and yeah. so i don't for everybody out there lip sync battle it's kind of like the show or like what they do on like the tonight show where you all pick a song and prepare and you dress up and you just lip sync and you dance I did not prepare, as I'm sure you recall from so, my performance. No, I still oh. remember. You were so adorable. You were wearing stretchy pants. I stopped at Target to buy them before the show because I didn't plan ahead, so I actually didn't know what I was doing yet. And you just twerked your ass off. I did. I don't even think I sang. I don't think I lip-synced at all. I think I just danced. <laughs> and I thought you were adorable <laughs> and that you had a really nice ass. It was the call your, I did call your girlfriend from Robin. That's so okay. I, I tried to recreate... I heard dance video, so I'm pretty yeah. sure I had somebody holding the video while I danced yes. with it because I literally did not prepare at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good, and you're such a good dancer. I still think that every time I see videos of you dancing, like the one Which that... definitely shouldn't be out in the universe. Have you mentioned they that? They should be. Nope. Okay, I Do won't. not mention that video. So no. glorious. No. She's such a good dancer. Anyway, um, and then the next time I really like remember hanging out with you was when Kim and Chuck bought their new house and mm-hmm. you started coming over to help them do the renovation. And we both got lung cancer together. Yes. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is where our friendship really started to become yeah. solidified because we were there a lot. We were there all the time yeah. and through hard work comes it was fucking freezing outside. Yes. And through hard work comes bonding. Yeah. So for like there was probably like for three or four nights a week for a couple months Mm -hmm. where we would just like show up there in sweats and sweatshirts and put on 80s music and and we would just and like and paint yeah and so we would just be like dancing and painting and singing and I feel like that's really where our friendship was born yeah I do remember so I'm trying to put things I'm terrible at memory time perspective there also a highlight for me was when Kim opened her center in Steven City and we had yeah. her gathering. But I think we'd been friends for a while at that point. I think that was like after. I can't remember where that fell. Okay. Because we all like fell timeline. into bed together. Yeah. And there's that picture where we're all like stacked on top of each other like a pyramid. Yeah. And then I do remember like in that cult, like I knew you like to snuggle then. And then. I love to snuggle. Oh man. With certain people. Yeah. And then. We went and worked on this house, so we were snuggling all the time then, too, because yes. it was fucking freezing. Yes. And then we had that birth, all three of us, at Kim's place. So That's we did, right. Yeah, that was like... Was that the I first like birth we ever did together? It was. The, yeah, the first birth we ever did, get, did together was at Kim's Center in Steven City, and it was freezing, and like her center was still in progress, so she didn't have heat yet. And it was super long. It was really long, and so we had a heating... We had like a heating... Um, 
what's it called a heating a space unit, heater space heater thank yeah. you in the client's room where she was birthing and then we had one in the room where we were sleeping because yeah. we all like went to bed because it'd been forever and kim instead of getting in bed with us laid in front of the space heater and wrapped herself in yes. a rug so we were there for such a long time because from what i remember this client had her water break and labor wasn't starting and so we were throughout the night trying to get her labor started mm -hmm. and so there was big periods of time where we were just like sleeping in bed yeah. waiting to see it was a big bed it was like a queen size bed yeah there's plenty of room for all of us and and especially because like, you and i were like yeah. literally on we're top like, of each Kim, other we're literally laying on top of each other <laughs> you'll have four feet of space between us and your body she was not happy She's like, it. no, I'm I remember rolling myself up in this space rug. Yeah. This by the heater. I remember we were still in the chapter of friendship where you were like showing me pictures of your kids too. Like oh I gosh. was still like learning about your family. Yes. Now we don't talk about our kids ever because no, we, know we get a break all. from them. When we're together. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like distinctly watching videos of your kids. Really? There's that, yeah. There's that one video of Ren that you still show me all the time of her singing. Oh, where she was singing. You're a real tough cookie. With yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that one. It's actually one of the cutest videos in the history of ever. Yeah. <laughs> Those are so funny because before we started this, I was like, I don't, I'm terrible at remembering friendships. Like I don't remember how they start, but it's funny. Yeah. Like it's all it's coming, coming back, back to us. To so yeah. And so I remember Kim that night got so irritated with us too, oh, because so annoyed. when we get in bed together, we have this tendency to just like lay there and, and talk giggle. and like giggle, giggle and then talk some more and giggle a lot. And she was like, would you guys shut the F up? Yeah. Like, like we need to sleep. And we were like, I need to sleep. <laughs> we were like little kids at a sleepover. <laughs> and nothing has changed because we still do this if we sleep together ever. <laughs> yes. Still the same thing. Except for in New York when you guys hear me fart because I actually <laughs> was sleeping. Was a highlight of my life. <laughs> but the first night we did snuggle and be silly. We did. Um, and then the second night we did not because I was hungover and just wanted to. No, the second night we didn't because apparently you told me that we got. So we got back in our taxi from the bar uh -huh. as the sun was At coming up. I remember we were like driving and I was like, Meredith, the sun is coming up. <laughs> And the whole reason we How got did that Uber was because people were like, please don't walk home yeah, to your Airbnb that's in weird. the dark. And I was like, it's not dark anymore. We would have been fine. <laughs> we would have been totally fine. <laughs> um, so, but you said that I just like fell sideways. You did. I fell yeah. sideways across the bed and took up the whole bed. I did not even try to move you. I was just like, there's another bed over here. I'm going to go over here. Also, I was a wimp. Like it was so loud that I wanted to be as far away from those giant, beautiful windows as much as possible. I can sleep through anything. Yeah. But yeah, you did fire and it was glorious. So then after like Kim left her center and mm -hmm. she started working at Premiere, you became a student at Premiere. Yes. And so then we had the opportunity to do what. So anytime I had doula clients at Premiere, which tends to happen a lot, we would end up doing births because together. Because we love you and we promote you all the time. And so like I always feel like because I always take birth pictures for my clients. And so I have all these. <laughs> magical pictures of like your energy getting cemented into my head of just oh, like I thought you were gonna say my ass well that <laughs> but also of just like you at a birth with your glorious curly hair like piled on top of your hair in your messy unicorn yeah. bun and like you just with like your huge smile like you could be sitting between somebody's legs like doing something or like holding a perineum and I would like look over you and you'd like cross your eyes and stick out your tongue with like I your big or you just have the biggest smile in the world because mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about you Meredith oh god I'm gonna have to interject because I feel like you've been talking a lot so you no, say you, this and then I'm gonna you cut always you off. feel like that so one of my favorite things about you is that you have a smile and energy that 
if anybody walks into the room and you have that smile and energy, everybody's immediately drawn to it and you make everybody happier because of it. Which is so funny that you say that because you literally see me at my worst also. Like you've seen me in all of my bad places. But as you said to our friend the other day, that just because you feel like you're your worst on your inside, you still put out a really gentle energy into the world. Except for when I'm trying to beat people up. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's very few, very and few between. and far between. And even on those nights when you were trying to beat people up, your energy was still magical that's towards nice. the people you were not trying no. to beat up. Except for the people who tried to stop me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, we didn't Sorry, let you. Carly. <laughs> okay, so wait, you've been talking a lot. So I feel like you shared of your first impressions of me. So I think it's my turn All right. to share my first impressions of you. I'll try not to cry. I'm just joking. Oh, no. I, won't, I told her before I this. Cry. I was like, I'm going to cry. I won't cry. I promise. Um, so my first impression was, holy cow, like friendship goals. Kim and Jess are so freaking awesome. And I really hope to find that in my life one day Aww. and like I didn't think it Here was gonna you be with you guys because <laughs> it was like you guys were so fucking tight like you guys are just like even in our like little triangle we have going now like there's just something so beautiful to witness about y'all's friendship and the thing that you bring to it or to like anything that you do is the most like accepting and gentle and kind like I have a lot of amazing people in my life Jess but like I know I can come up to you with literally anything literally anything and you not only are gonna make space for it but like you're gonna understand and like like I don't do that like I can create space for people but I don't get it you literally understand where every single person who comes to you with anything is coming from and that's like such an amazing gift not only to like have as your friend but to witness you doing for other people too so it's just wild like I know I joke you that you're a nine but like you are so awesome with that so anyways and you're fucking fun like I think that was my first, maybe I'm jumping the gun. I think my first impression of you is that you're so much fun because at that lip sync battle, mm-hmm. you and Kim yeah. did that dine, that duo together. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where she like stuffed I love you her till the shirt. End of time. Yeah, and you guys were like now a riot. for the end of time. You were so funny. Like, I feel like I could have watched you for hours. Like, and I still feel like that. When you get on stage and you got a mic in your hand, like, I could just watch you forever. Um, but yeah, so the, I think the first thing was like fun, which you continue to just be more and more fun as because we you know each other more because you hadn't actually been led into my emotional life yet which for everyone out there my emotional life is a huge shit show <laughs> and everyone, meredith does all the same things for but me every, she just doesn't realize everyone's it. is yeah and like i have to say like i feel like i get to places where i'm like pretty dark and like sad you get there but like you are so much more resilient like you are so capable of like taking a situation and putting it in perspective you call it suppressing it and sometimes you do and that's okay but a lot of times you're also just able to like recognize the value of fun in life and like know that that's and like I don't even mean like fun in the sense that you neglect other things I mean like you take life very seriously but you also are so grounded in how important it is just to like be yourself and have fun and it's been like such a joy to witness your journey and that over the years because I do feel like you have come into yourself so much despite so many things so anyways it's been like such a journey and 
I don't I didn't mean to get this carried away with it. But, um, <laughs> I do want to say that I always feel like what you just said about me is true of you, too, because there are sometimes I come to you and like I've said before on this podcast, like one of my biggest fears is like the fear of rejection. And so there's yeah. always like especially from the people that I care about the most. And so sometimes there's times where it's like, oh, my God, if I tell them this, is it going to be too much? Are they going to reject me now? And you might not feel like you create space, but you always do. And even when I'm like nothing that you've done that I can think of in our entire friendship that would ever make me reject you. But I was like, but maybe it doesn't matter if internally I felt that way. And so like the fact that you don't feel like you can create space for it. But even when I'm coming to you and I'm like, I'm sorry. Am I acting crazy? Is this crazy right now? And you're like, I love you so much. Yeah. And you're not being crazy. Like, that's what we're here for. But I like, sometimes I lie to people that I say that to. (laughs) Because that's what they need to hear. But like, I don't ever lie to you. (laughs) Like, I truly think that you're going to be okay. (laughs) I might have lied. I might, this might actually make me cry. It's too much. I sh- we should have known this was happening because we go really. That's another thing I love about you is like we do have so much fun together, but we go really deep. Mm-hmm. Like we dive in. Yeah, we do. Like a muff. Like a muff. <laughs> I like it when we go deep. Oh, so deep. <laughs> <laughs> also, this should also be the the platform that we finally tell everyone that even though we are all over each other all the time physically, we are, we not, are lesbians. not lesbians. Yes, I think people think we're lesbians everywhere we go. Literally, like the brewery the other night was pretty bad. Yeah, I was holding your face a lot. I think I, I kissed you on face. the lips at least once. Yeah, but once isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim's always over there like, guys, ew. Ugh. Stop touching each other. Until she'll come up and like rub boobs with us, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's got like very confusing boundaries when it comes to touch. <laughs> Whereas we have no boundaries. <laughs> no boundaries. <laughs> but I like I love that for us. Though. I love that for I us. I love that Dad. everywhere we go. So like Meredith's ass is like a stress ball for me. So yeah. sometimes when I'm feeling like stressed, I'll just like walk up behind her and I'll like juggle her mm-hmm. ass cheeks in my hands. So mm-hmm. I, I realized I was doing that as we ran up the stairs to the brewery the other day. I, I was, was doing that to you too yeah, when we were I was dancing. Running, <laughs> I was running behind her and I was just like going... <laughs> all the way up the stairs <laughs> the first time I realized that that's like a part of our friendship because I guess I always knew it but there was yeah. that time that we were in the hotel doing that training yeah or sorry we well anyways blah, blah, blah. we were doing a training yes and um we're in the bed just like laying there snuggling <laughs> while Kim and Nikki are on another bed like as far away from that's us right. po- you were each other on your belly possible and she's just got her foot on my butt and she's just like jiggling it with her foot like just like doesn't even realize she's still doing it she's just like doing it while we're doing this training and I was like wow it's like I'm home like that could be Terrence's foot like like and I was like and I'm not gonna stop yeah and I was like this is what people who love me do they play with my ass oh my gosh it is glorious it's super glorious yeah so but I, I feel like another shift in our friendship happened also when we started like walking together more too true that to me feels like uh i mean that was pretty like in the last couple years but maybe not actually because i mean it was before covid yeah and covid was years ago it feels like um 
but, but I feel that like was really that's been. Really I feel like that started. So when this can like um, segue into talking more about birth for anybody who doesn't want to like hear us just wax poetic at each other. Yes, this, um, is, this is what we do all the time. So we had a really big shift when you stopped being Kim's student yeah. and you got your own license. Stop being such an asshole because I had proven to myself that I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. Yeah. And so, and at that point, um, instead of it always being like me and you and Kim at a birth, um, we started, you started your own practice mm-hmm. and I and became you your birth, birth assistant. assistant. So we God. started doing births by ourselves. Yeah. And I like always joked even before we did that, just watching you at premiere that like you could catch my baby any day. Like mm-hmm. I would trust you with anybody's life and then getting to work with you. Cause obviously like as a birth assistant, I wouldn't work with somebody that I didn't like have complete faith in abilities. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it was cool to finally get to do that. You know, and yeah. like there's been many times when you walk into a birth and you take over and it's freaking I awesome. I don't even realize I'm doing it when I, do I know, it. but it's such a beautiful. I love witnessing it. It's not just because I'm not like tired. It's not like I don't want to do it. It's just like when you vibe into a space and a person like that, like you just let that happen because like it's not about me. It's not about like you. It's about whatever needs to happen in that moment. Yeah. And you're really like the one I really think of is our one client who had the music playing. Oh, yeah. And she was <laughs> in her birth tub, like listening to music, like zoning out. And every time I looked at Jess, she's sitting on a birth ball and she's just like rocking out to oh this my music. God, I like loved she it. was like, you guys were just like in this space together. And like, you would like really like take an initiative in a lot of births before that. But this one, especially, like, you guys obviously were in the same headspace together. So it was like really awesome just to step back and like watch that. I just loved that birth so much because I felt like, um, I don't know like they love the Grateful Dead and they love like music festivals Mm -hmm. and they just had this like hippie awesome like old like old music from the 70s playing yes and I kind of feel like it to me I was like oh my gosh it's like we're in the 70s and we're on Ina McGaskin's bus Uh and we're like smoking reefer and listening to grateful dead and delivering babies although for the record we were not smoking reefer but it felt like i was such a cool vibe never well i don't smoke weed but i also would never smoke weed and go to a birth (laughs) because that would really not be cool at all terrible idea terrible idea Uh, hi jess would not do well i don't want to meet hi jess at a birth (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> but that's like that's it was like I was harnessing all the like Woodstock 70s hippie vibes mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's also the birth you also were trying not to shake yourself weren't yes you? <laughs> that's also the birth where I literally thought her baby was gonna come out any moment and I was like either her baby's gonna come out at any moment or I'm gonna shit my pants yeah because we were running the hose for the tub through the bathroom door yes so there was no privacy at all and so when I finally like <laughs> finished swaying and I got a serious look on my face and Meredith goes this is another I'm going to say this out this. So so um, I get a look on my face, which I don't I don't usually realize what's going on in my face. It's like, did my face say that out loud? You give a lot away um, with your face. Like you have a poker face in some situations, but in others, it's yeah, up on you a lot. It depends on who I'm around, too. Yeah. Um, so I guess I made a face and Meredith goes, are you OK? <laughs> and I go, huh? Oh, I I really have to shit like <laughs> really bad. But there's like a very large crack under the door (laughs) and um, you're probably going to be able to smell it from here. And also, I'm afraid that her baby's going to come out in the midst of me taking Mm -hmm, a shit. mm -hmm. And so we finally decided like, okay, go. And so I like run and go to the bathroom (laughs) and then 
Yeah, like, I think he found. I, oh, that's right. One I minute later, she slides a bottle of essential oils under the crack. <laughs> Clary Sage to the rescue. And just to clarify, it wasn't because it smelled. It was like I know she's gonna feel more self conscious if she doesn't have this, and she's probably not <laughs> shitting right now because she doesn't like feel comfortable. So this will help her at least. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Considering like you never fart, we are very open about our bodily. Oh, I have no problem talking about shit. Most of our our like text messages leading to a birth are about us stopping and shitting as many times as humanly possible on the way to the birth. And that's also that's actually Kim started that train, I feel like. Yes. For sure. (laughs) The shit train. Do you remember when we went to um Key West together and no I forgot about that because it was awful. You yeah, you probably don't even remember the getting to the airport because you were in rough shape, but I think it was the first trip we ever did. No, that yeah, that was wasn't that, that wasn't Key West. That's Wait, when we went that? to um Orlando. Oh, Orlando. That's right, yeah. for Kim's birthday. I was like, I wasn't hungover when we went to Key no, West. No, but you were hungover when we went to Orlando and we had to be. I at don't my even house. think I was hungover. I think I was still drunk. Yeah, probably. It was like five in the morning, so that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but you and Kim roll up to my house at five in the morning. I'm driving and we're already like pushing it on time for this flight, and you guys both have to stop and shit like twice oh. on the way to the airport. And I, I was get like, that. I'm yeah. gonna kill you guys. Like I'm if we miss this flight, I'm literally gonna murder you. Yeah. And then we make it. And then we got those amazing airplane bottles of tequila. Gave us tequila. We had this, like, so beautiful humans. That was another bonding moment of ours. Yeah. Because that was the first time we traveled together. And we slept in the same bedroom together mm-hmm. in the same bed. Mm-hmm. I also and think it's when I realized that we're way better better travelers yeah. than Kim. <laughs> oh, such so much better <laughs> our job when we travel is to keep kim together from freaking as out. much as possible but it was also the trip where <laughs> you were on your period and you like bled through. oh my god it was so you mad. bled through on the bed on and you were like oh my god it's so embarrassing yeah and then like like i said earlier like you just take everything and start like, like no yeah, it's not it's fine i'm gonna get some hydrogen peroxide and we ended up like, talking <laughs> about with everyone how weird it is that we don't teach adolescent girls that hydrogen peroxide Takes is like literally stains. everything you need yeah <laughs> <laughs> it really is it works for everything so late young ladies if you're listening which you might not be because of our explicit language yeah hydrogen peroxide is your best friend and i'm sorry no one has told you that before now your breast friend your breast friend <laughs> actually don't use hydrogen peroxide on your breasts unless you have MRSA. Oh, God, no, that's terrible <laughs> or yeast it can help for yeast um okay well it's time to go to break and when i come back i'm gonna say something else about meredith and how she can read my face at all times um and we'll talk about some more of the births that we've done together since this is technically a birth podcast podcast. not just a i love jazz podcast (laughs) i love meredith (laughs) speaking of which i'm gonna start our break with a little ditty we made as a sound check and then we'll go to our actual break We shall do a tiny sound check to make dusties, sure dusties, it sounds one, good. Two, three. Dusties, dusties, one, Talk in your mic. Talk in your mic. Talk in my mic. I love Meredith. I love I her very love much. Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the sponsor for today's podcast is once again our Patreon account. So what do you get for being one of our patrons? So today, we recorded some behind-the-scenes footage of us recording our podcast. Probably will get more than you could ever want from us, honestly. (laughs) Sometimes we do weird, crazy dance videos. Sometimes we roll in the snow in our bathing suits, because why not? Yeah, so basically the point of this is, is that we would love to have you as a patron of our 
podcast. If you become a patron, there are three different levels of monetary support, and each level gives you different perks. Um, so yeah, check out our Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash wineaboutbirth, and we would love to have you on the Wine About Birth Patreon team. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. So we did that thing. Yeah. Where we probably could have had an entire episode. During our break. During our break because we just start talking about birth. So now we're going to try and relive <laughs> everything we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. Except it probably needs to be its own episode because we talked a lot about dystocia, which is And we're going to talk about it more. Be relevant to our birth story. But before we dive into that. Like a muff. I got mm. you, girl. Um, Kim's the only person that feels weird about that. So she only I feels, got you. She only fears feel the fears feels weird about that during certain episodes. That's true. Which I can make space for that. Yeah, we can, or, we according can. to you, I can make space for. Yeah, anything. you're really good at making space for anything. But I really like when you guys say "like a muff." You make <laughs> so much space for everything. For everything. Mm, I don't but know. You are discerning. <laughs> That's <so>. not true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So She's I, flustered. I, <laughs> am I red? <laughs> so I wanted to say, like, before we went to break, Meredith has the superpower with me. Like, and Kim has it, too. I love that it still shocks you. No, Kim has it, too. Mm -hmm. but, but I feel like the way you do it is so much different than the way Kim does it. I feel it. like Kim doesn't, like, she'll notice things, but she won't acknowledge them. But I'm always like, yes. <laughs> and so, so, like... Meredith has this uncanny ability to like read my body language and my facial expressions mm -hmm. and to look at me and make a face and then me being like oh my god did I make that face out loud like what or like I can't believe you knew that's what I was thinking and she always knows she yeah, always knows always know. like a person can walk into the room and she'll make a face at me and I'll be like god damn it Meredith how do you do it every single time and she's like you're just so easy to read. You are. And I'm like, not for everybody. But since we're talking about being us reading each other. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what happened? I do. <laughs> this weekend. I do. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So I have to admit, I had a prenatal yesterday and the listener and her husband. Yes. Or sorry. The client and her husband are both listeners. Yes. So I was like, look, because I'm limping around yes. at her visit. I'm like moaning when I have to get on my knees to check the fundal height. Oh no. You're moaning on your knees. I was moaning on my knees. I don't normally complain, but I was complaining. <laughs> I don't usually like moan when I'm on my knees. They do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I was like, look, I'm going to tell the story of the podcast tomorrow. And I have to tell you now. I'm going to tell you now because I feel like as your midwife, I want you to still view me as a professional. Yeah. I'd rather you hear this from me now. That's hysterical. Than in the podcast. Yeah. It's going to be embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> so I have told the story at least once already to a listener. So thanks for letting me do that. And I hope you still keep me as your midwife. Did they enjoy the story? They did. Yeah. So the reason this is coming up is because Jess is so easy to read. So, Not to everybody, just to you and Kim. So we go out the other night. We had so much fun. I think the picture we got from that night might be like one of my favorite pictures of all time. Awesome. It's so good. Yeah. It's like of 
Kim and Jess and Kim's mom and our dear friend Cindy just like looking so happy because we we're having so much we're fun having that the night. best time and I want to say we didn't drink a lot either no because we were on call yeah and so I think I had like a beer and a half mm-hmm. because I'm we on share call. when we're on call so we actually end up drinking like half of what we yeah. actually think we're drinking so I had a beer and a half because I was on call you had about the same because yeah. you were on call nobody was messaging us no and backstory is I have injured this ankle before and it's already weak. So I am predisposed to injuring this ankle. (laughs) So I do feel like it was not for those of you that I'm on call for right now. I do not think it was alcohol related. I think it was not. I watched it happen. Did see Meredith related. So after we left the brewery and we, we danced and we listened to music, we had the most like a glorious time. So we were walk. We decided to take a walk around town because Mm -hmm. it was a beautiful summer night. Beautiful. So we're walking around town and Strasburg, I love you, but you got to work on your sidewalk game. Like your sidewalks just like crumble away sometimes. Sometimes they just like disappear. Yeah. And, and so this problem. the sidewalk she was standing on kind of like crumbled because she was standing on the edge <laughs> and um, she fell and completely rolled her ankle and fell on her knee. I'm, I'm like so thankful that we can't see these things happen because I think if I had to watch my ankle roll like that, I would throw up like Ugh, I can't I handle hate that. Like feeling. when they do replays on sports yes. shows, like I don't know why they do that to people, and but so I, I, I hit the ground real hard. Yes. And so I want to say like meredith you've already had like an emotionally it's a very hard day hard yeah. day I hard was week trying not to cry a lot that night exactly. and i did a really good job keeping my shit together and so i don't most of the time most of the <laughs> it time was a little bit of an emotional night like yeah. i had some really heavy conversations with people that night yes you did um but i also feel like they were in the same place <laughs> I think there was something going on the other night. I feel like uh, maybe some people weren't, but I think there were certain people that we were hanging out with that were also uh, in a very heavy emotional place. And I just met them there and it was fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, it was a miracle I hadn't cried yet. Yes. That night, honestly. Yes. I probably should have cried like three days and ago. And so I don't know, like sometimes when you're in that emotionally heavy space already if something like that happens where now your body's in pain like you're barely holding your shit together so if one more thing happens to you you're gonna fucking lose it so then the floodgates open and so meredith is like does not want to cry because she knows if she cries that it's going to be like a torrential downpour. It's going to be like a tornado of emotions that can't should not be let out and when i get injured like i do i start crying but i don't i don't want to cry like i hate feeling like that yeah I, I feel stupid i just rolled my ankle it's not a big deal but i also knew if yeah if i started like my body cries to release <laughs> that tension but i knew if i started crying that i would not stop so i was like i'm fine so she's really fine so she's I'm tearing okay. up and i'm like she's hobbling and i'm holding her because i didn't want to stay still because i knew if i just sat there it would just yeah. get worse so worse <laughs> and i'm pretty sure it was like just I'm so overwhelmed. No, I think I said this afterwards yeah. to justify what happened. <laughs> no, you're like, no, you you did say you're like, I'm so overwhelmed. If I start crying, I'm not gonna stop. And this is so effing stupid. <laughs> and I hate everything. So- and stupid Strasburg and their stupid sidewalks. So and Jess and I are like arm in arm walking as I limp along beside her, and I like. I fart and it's like an airy one. Like I probably could have gotten away with it, but because I know Jess so well, her body language shifts entirely and I'm just like still kind of crying and I'm like, Jess, you're, 
<laughs> so she's like, so I'm like trying not to grab my desk because her mean fart, right? <laughs> so she knew I heard her fart, but I was trying to ignore it, it because so bad. <laughs> I didn't want to make her feel bad. So then, so then, <laughs> so then we get the giggles like we are right now. So then we get the giggles because she was crying and farting. And fart- we start laughing so I'm crying and laughing and then I start giggle farting and it just wouldn't stop so we're just like hobbling along and she's going back and forth between giggle farting and cry farting and I'm trying not to laugh because like I can't handle because it's literally the most absurd moment of our lives And I have to say, like, in the moment, I was so mortified. But honestly, I'm so thankful I started fighting because if I hadn't started laughing hysterically and distracted myself, I probably would have, like, just cried for hours. Like, I probably would not have made it. Yeah. So I was like, thank you, universe, for humbling me and making me feel like a fucking idiot so that I didn't lose my shit that night. Yeah. So there were the crying farts. Oh. There were the laughing oh. farts. It was us hobbling down the street, and she keeps saying, "I'm so sorry, I can't stop farting." And like literally, this is what like two or three days later, I still will just be driving, and I'll just start laughing because I just like have a flashback to how fucking absurd that moment felt. I have tears streaming down my face right now. I can't deal. It's probably one of the funniest and saddest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was life. definitely in my top three most humbling life experiences, for sure. Oh, oh my geez. God. And now, um, you're welcome, everyone, Ugh. for sharing this moment with me. So now her ankle's all wrapped up. Oh, and um, oh yeah. Yeah, we're probably going to birth, and I'm going to be hobbling around, yeah. and these clients, bless their hearts, have gotten all the worst parts of me in their care, so they already think I'm a hot mess, so it's just like, it's fine. This is just the ending of a chapter of their- I've seen all the worst parts of you, and I don't think you're a hot mess, and oh. look, you haven't even giggle farted a whole time through this entire story. That's true. So I don't normally, like, so it was literally just like a blessing, honestly, hashtag <laughs> blessed that I giggle farted, so I wouldn't, like, literally winning. lose my shit that night. <laughs> I still have it. I did finally cry yesterday, but I, you know what? It was in a much more appropriate way than um, on the side of a crumbling sidewalk in Strasbourg with a person who, bless her heart, did not need to witness me. <laughs> That's true. We that. had somebody. We had a, there was also so someone with us. There, it wasn't just us. There was someone else that oh. Meredith had literally met that night with us. Yeah, at the same it was. Time. Um, it was a blossoming friendship that's probably now over. Um, but no. I don't blame her. <laughs> Definitely not. She adores you. So anyways, as I was saying earlier, Jess can create space for anything and just created a lot of space for my ridiculousness that night. And I will always be thankful for that because if it had to be with anybody, it would have been with Jess because, you know, if Kim had been there, literally everybody at the center would have heard about it, which I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> it now, but at least we get to tell it. But you know that shit would have just been like out in the universe, which you but probably But I texted you, Kim about it fine. the next morning and she was like, how did I miss this? And it was like, I don't know if I should laugh or cry. We're like, yeah, that's how we felt too. We didn't know how to handle it. Both. <laughs> Both. And that's life. Oh, man. For but the most part. if I had part. to do that with anybody, I'm really glad it was with Jess. That's for sure. <laughs> so that was fun. And 
So I think you guys have heard all about our, I mean, there's a lot lot more to our friendship, but you've heard like a lot of the high points and the The giggle farts were definitely one of the And the low points. (laughs) When we, um, when we talk about our friendship in 10 years, that giggle fart and I will definitely be, uh, one of the, the the, uh, turning points of our relationship. You definitely just brought tears to my eyes in a (laughs) non-fart way, in a non-sad way. Like, girl, you don't fart except for in your sleep. So you wouldn't have tears in a fart way ever. But I think um, we should transition to our birth story of the week. Mm-hmm. So this is a birth that I did. Um, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was a first time mom. And I was their doula. Um, so sometimes with first time moms, we never know what we're going to get. Yeah, like, And you're super on call right now. I am. You so have like four moms in their window. Not anymore. I have three in their window. Now. Right. But before this mom had her baby, right? She was the first of your four. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you go to birth like this, like you kind of have to like, you want to give them everything you've got. But yes. You also You're always to aware like of everybody aware else. Of the fact that you have other people you might have to take care of. Yes. So like it's a weird place. And to And there be had in. been another client texting me the night before that she was having contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she ended up... She's a primate, right? Yeah, so she's a first-time mom. So she ended up, like, laboring so beautifully. Like, she did all of her early labor, like, through the night, did it all herself. She notified me, like, super early the next morning that she had been having contractions. And so, like, after doing this for 15 years, when a first-time mom tells me she's having contractions, like, it's not that I don't take it seriously, but I'm like, all right, so we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But it's like... The world doesn't stop yeah. for yeah. that. You go back to sleep or you keep doing what you were doing. Yeah. Which is exactly what it did because she texted me at like 630 and yeah. I proceeded to lay in bed until like 1030. Yeah. But her labor progressed. for first time moms is 24 hours. Yes. So her labor progressed super, super, super textbook. So it was like, here's our contraction pattern now. And I was like, awesome. That sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sometimes people text you and you're like is this too good to be true or yeah. is this really happening? You, it's it's better to set yourself, set yourself up for surprise than like being like, this is magical. It's going to go amazing. It's better to be pleasantly yeah. surprised. And I feel like I always check in with myself like throughout it. Well, I'll say that as I get into it. And so at some point they're texting me and the contraction seemed like they were getting more intense. And they were getting harder. And so like I text back and I'm like, all right, well just let me know when she's ready for more support. And so it was her partner texting me at this point. He's like, she's not ready for support at this point. She's still doing fine. And I was like, all right, great. So I'm still like laying in bed, yeah. doing laying my thing. Bed. You don't usually like, get your coffee till about 10 a.m. So you're just yeah. like, wait, this is around 10. 10.30 because I decided to sleep in even later because yeah, it was did. after our emotional walking fart oh, night. that's right. That's a lot. It took yeah. It out of you. So <laughs> no, it took it out of you. <laughs> So then like very quickly after that, um, I text, they text me back and they're like, oh, her water just broke. And I was like, okay, things might intensify now. And so it was after her water broke that I checked in and was like, all right, checked in. Like, is it clear? Is it this? Is it that? You know, all the safety Mm -hmm. stuff, um, told the midwife, all of that. And, um, they're like, yep, she's still fine. And then, like, probably within, like, 10 or 20 minutes, because that's what happens. Your water breaks. Then it's like, oh, God. Oh, shit. This just got real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so um, they text me back, and they're like, all right, she's ready for you to come now. So I get up. I do all my stuff. I get in the car. 
And uh, as I'm like getting there, they're like, they call me back and they're like, they just got like much, much more intense and they're this close together. And I was like, all right, let's just meet at your birthplace then. Yeah. So I then actually went and got a coffee and breakfast because I had not eaten yet up until that point. Mm-hmm. And Self-care is important when, as a birth worker. Yes, it even is. Even if it means McDonald's every once in a while. It was McDonald's. <laughs> I know it was because that's your go-to. And I was so <laughs> pissed off. I actually tried to stop at McDonald's in Strasburg when I first left my house, but uh-huh. the drive through line was like around the building so weird and so i was like you know what i'm gonna not be a lazy piece of crap and i'm gonna go inside so i walked inside and the line was like almost all the way to it's the door through the lobby to see cashmere and so and i was they were like, all getting hungover food i was the like what the hell i just want a freaking coffee give me have a birthday go to any coffee please and so i just left i was like i don't have time for this so i left and so then i went in winchester and then i got my coffee and they put sugar in my coffee did you ask for it? No. Oh, I mean, it's did like not. It was like su- it was like sugar rape. I did not consent. I took a big sip of my coffee and I was like, Bleh. I mean, let's be honest. Most people who are getting McDonald's coffee probably get like six creams on like seven I know, sugars. But I always order the same thing and they always do a good job yeah, of getting it right. This is the Winchester McDonald's, babe, not the Strasburg McDonald's. I don't know your order yet. So I almost puked and I was like, you know what? I'm going to drink this anyway because I don't yeah, have time for anything energy. else. Mm, 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 mm. So I get to the birth center. They had just gotten there. And she's like rocking it out. So it, the thing happened where because you get to the center, it always slows down a little bit mm-hmm. um, just because of all the stuff going yeah, on. Just change the environment. Yeah. But pretty quickly it picked right back up Perfect. and she was just like she was rocking it like a badass. And so this is when I was checking in with myself. And I was like pictures the whole time. So it's just the way you're telling her story. I imagine there's like some awesome birth pictures. Yeah, I got pictures cool. all the way through. Not like a whole lot because I wasn't there a super long time. But yeah, definitely all the way through. Um, but this is the point where it's like you're checking in with yourself because for me as a birth worker, I don't know if this is true of you. There's sometimes where I'm at a birth and it seems like everything's going normal. But still, there's like a niggling feeling in the back of my head where I'm like, something doesn't feel right. And yeah. I can't quite put my finger. Especially with a primate that's going quickly. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but mm-hmm. something doesn't seem right. And then there's other times where everything does seem to go right. And I'm like, I still check in with myself. Yeah. And I'm like, everything is making me feel like this is super normal, but that seems it's almost like too good to be true. Yeah. 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 Like so I, things are going really, really well, but yes, something's going to happen. <laughs> so I was checking in with myself like, God, this all seems super normal. And I think she's just going to totally rock this birth out. And so like at some point, even like as everything was going, cause she started like pushing on her own and she hadn't been checked at all. And she was in the tub too. So she got in the tub towards the end when she started like actually pushing on her own Yeah, because pushing on your own in the tub is a prime i'm always like "Mm -hmm." but she hadn't been checked at all Mm -hmm. and then like i started to get that niggling feeling at some point when she was pushing i was like "Hmm." i was like i do feel like she's almost complete but i don't it's always that i feel like lips send that little signal yes right like little waves to your brain that are like yeah and you can never quite put your finger on why you feel like something's not yeah. completely right. But it's yeah. like when it's completely right, you know it's completely right. And when it's not, you're hoping it's completely right. But you it's still like know. Either she's actually four centimeters or she has a lip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she like pushed on her own for probably 
probably like an hour and we're still which is super normal for a first yes time and we're still not seeing much difference though so that niggling feeling is like hmm. it's also like the way they push too yes I feel like. and also like she kept having like that she was still having um so a lot of moms when they're having when they're giving birth they feel most of their sensation like in their lower belly where their cervix is mm-hmm. and usually that goes away once your cervix is out of the way. out of the way, yeah, it's and like so it's like a pressure more in your vagina yes. than like a cervical change. Feeling. Yeah, so as she was pushing, she still kept like holding and feeling like that very mm-hmm. strong sensation. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, we we're like, I was like, you know what, that probably like you know yeah. that can be a sign that you still have some cervix left. Like if you feel like you want to be checked, like this, you know, let us know. We did can- you say that? Well, um, the midwife had already suggested it as well. And so then like she had kind of like not responded to that. So at some point when she was still feeling it after like another half hour, like I said something about it. Like this could be a sign that you have like still have some cervix left. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, like so I had to do the thing again where she's like in it she's in it hard and i had like get her out of the tub i was like i'm so sorry the worst the worst is like when you want to apologize to a mom in labor but you're like no you shouldn't because you're not doing anything wrong yeah but you also feel like such an asshole you're like i'm trying to help you but yeah. i know from your point of view i probably look like the wicked mm-hmm. witch of the west mm-hmm. we'll take that yeah and so um she got out of the tub she went to the bathroom like she goes to get checked and there there was a little bit of a lip and the midwife said you know what, though? The lip feels like it's super, super thin. When she pushes, I can feel like the baby's head is coming underneath it. I mm-hmm. think we should just Let keep doing what we're doing, yeah. which is exactly what we did. But she That's awesome. She started side-lying instead of being in the tub and kept pushing through every contraction. And then we started seeing, which when I st- say we started seeing, like, changes, it's so hard to, like... It's very subtle. ...describe to people on a microphone what those changes are. But yeah. if you've watched... 200 births it's like you kind of know like that's something different Mm -hmm. and I like it Mm -hmm. um and so that started happening um and so yeah we got her back in the tub and she's pushing she's doing awesome we hear it like ramping up like we want it to do and so then she's like she was in one of those positions where you really can't see what's happening especially in the tub there it's so deep yeah, and she's having trouble, like, vocalizing. Like, she she kept saying, like, yeah, I could feel the baby right there. And so, like, a couple times. As so especially as a primate, like, right there. It's like, like, there's a baby in your vagina. Like, yeah. Of course you feel a baby right that there. That could like, mean a lot of things. Intense, can mean a lot of things to us. Like, right there on the but perineum. But it's so hard to see what's happening. And so there was a couple times where I was like, all right, I, I actually do see baby head. And so, but it was, like, really hard to differentiate between, like, is the baby crowning? Are we just seeing some head? Like, and then at one point it was like, all right, I think baby's crowned now. Yeah. And then, like, another contraction later was like, I definitely think that was head. So we called. Well, a lot of midwives, like, use touch, right? Like, you have to rely on touch a lot in those situations. But the midwife you were working with, did you already say who it was? No. Okay. So the midwife you were working with, like, she's amazing. Like, she is an amazing birth worker and just creates so much space for what the parents want. And so like if they weren't wanting to be touched, like she's. And it was never a point where it was like, we don't know enough information. Right. We could always see enough to be like, okay, but it wasn't like, bam. Out yeah. There. Yeah. So then it like, I remember I saw something and it was like, oh, okay. Head. So the head comes 
And so it was such a beautiful moment. Like the dad. It's also like one of the weirdest moments in birth though. It really is. Because yeah. it's like this pause between two worlds. Yeah. And so the dad is just cradling his baby's head. So like, sweet. Was he in the tub too? No, he was on the side of the tub. So he's yeah. just cradling his baby's head. And we're just waiting. And the midwife is like, all right, the baby is going to rotate and come out with the next contraction. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. <laughs> you spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm videotaping. We're waiting. Next contraction comes. Nothing happens. And so at that point, it's like, all right. Uh, it's like that voice again, right? Where it's like, yeah. hmm, is this the thing I've been waiting for this whole time? Something's not right. And so, yeah, so the midwife reaches down and, like, feels and is trying to, like, figure out is there something we can resolve. Um, quickly finds out, like, okay, there's – I'm not going to be able to resolve whatever's happening from three – between three feet of water. Yeah. So she asked the mom to, like, stand up and lean over the edge of the tub. Mm-hmm. So she stands up and she leans over the edge of the tub. Another contraction comes. She's pushing. Nothing's happening. Um, and so we're just watching. And that's when the world, like, v- zooms, right? Like, yes. Like, literally everything disappears. Yes. Except for In the that moment. Head. And so I put the camera down. And, yeah. When I just want to acknowledge, when you're telling this story, it speaks to how much I respect you because you're a doula at this birth. Yeah. And yet, like, your instincts is to, like, be available and help however you can. Well, I think that's what you have to do as a, as a birth worker. Like, you just, you have to, you You have have to hyper focus. But I feel like it's important for people to understand, like, what, for people who have never been in that space, you know, like, we talk about weird experiences in your life that other people have. Um, other people, I guess the closest thing I could compare it to that people have told me stories is like near death experiences where people say, like, time slows down yeah and i feel like in those moments um it does like yeah it really like when we talk when we keep time for like dystocias like that like yeah. a minute feels like 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah, yeah. It's so nuts. time slows down your brain goes into this weird space mm-hmm. where you're just like what do i do now yeah what do i do now what can i do to help like this baby's got to come out. Um, so it's like the time came and it was like one minute from the head, two minutes from the head, three minutes from and the that head. That as a birth worker is a very long time. Like that's yes. a very stressful period of time to be coping with that. Like you would hope most of your, like what we consider dystocia, a minute and a half. Yeah. That's what you're hoping for with the dystocia. When you like get up to like two and three minutes, like that's a totally different it starts, situation. It feels really, really, really heavy. Yeah. And it's like we... N- like this we have to do something to get this baby out yeah and so the midwife was so amazing yeah. and she just like she just kept going so that's all you can do in that situation. yeah so it turned out like there was a hand a nuchal hand and the elbow was not down by the baby's side like most nuchal hands that we see the baby's elbow was like up and out right. like i'm trying to demonstrate maybe i'll have meredith take a picture i'll take a picture and so I don't think it was a true shoulder stosha. It was, it was more, more of like just an like elbow. Working through a really weird. It was a weird. Situation. It was a weird, weird. Because think about how much of a diameter you're working through at that yeah. point. Yeah, it was a really weird um, position. Um, but from my point of view, from this midwife that I've done lots of births with and know personally and love so much as a human being, like just watching her, 
um, and doing what I could to like help her and stay calm and just like watching her just like, all right, there's a hand, there's this, there's that. Yeah. All right, keep going, keep going. Like she never lost her cool. She never like, she just Figured kept it out. going. Yeah. And then there's a certain point in time, if you're a birth worker, you'll know this when you have a dystocia where you see that little slip and you see that little like, okay, there's, that, part, there's a little part of a shoulder. Yeah. There's a little part of an arm. And as soon as you see that, you know you're in the clear. Mm-hmm. You know you're like, oh, thank God. Like All right. finally take a breath. <laughs> it's resolved. I can breathe again. Baby's coming out. This baby had to be, wor- like, even after we saw that. Oh, the, he was like a chunky dystocia. The baby, like, like it just was dystocia like. dystocia and a tummy eh, dystocia. Eh, eh, eh. Those are the worst because at that point, you know, the baby's fine. So then you're just like your adrenaline's like starting to like not come, come down, down a l- like all the way. But like it's starting to like chill out and you're like, come on, kid. Like, yeah. really? Just get all the way the rest of the way like, out. Yeah. You know, they're safe, but you're just like annoyed at that point. So but with the <laughs> amount of dystocia that it was like that and at that point, you have to keep going because you're like, OK, not all. Th- so there was a dystocia. We know the dystocia is resolved. We're getting the rest of the baby out. But then it's also like, how is this baby going to handle that right. dystocia? Like, Are we going to, to have to do at. a resuscitation? And that mm-hmm. was not my job as a doula. But as a birth assistant, my brain is still there. My yeah. brain is still just like you switched gears. Yeah. And so um, so the baby came out. The baby transitioned super normally. Everything was fine. Which is like, like what we're talking about on break is like how freaking resilient yeah. babies are. So every time that happens, it's that's one of the things I real. it's like we, t- we had this like long conversation where it's like if that were to happen and nobody was there, if a tree fell in the forest, yeah, no we one was t- around to see it. Yeah. Or assisted, unassisted home birth. Yeah. <laughs> like, so at what point would, would the baby have turtled? figured it out gotten out on its own like and that's kind of like a question i'm always wondering because every time i see the resilience of babies i'm always wondering like what would have happened had we not been here or you help people who transfer dystocias the baby's not out yet yeah and like that that you know it's terrible you've been trying to resolve for like three minutes and then you call and it takes them how long to get there and they're still not out and those babies make it like it just kind of makes you want like like you never want to put that to the test no in theory that's an interesting question but you never want to put that to the test but yeah it's just like how resilient are these little beings it's wild yeah and some can be so resilient and just like come around like nothing happened whereas there's other dystocias you'll be too that you think are not yeah super bad and the babies have a harder time coming around so it's like it's just really interesting to me and it it just goes to cement how much we don't know yeah about or how individualized birth is yeah too. like it's not just about the mom but about that little baby too. yeah like we talk about how like especially with that birth with Kim where like babies choose to be there, you know, like how much of that's based on their little like spirit too. Yeah. It's wild. And so it's like, it was clearly ready to be there. Yeah. (laughs) And so I don't know. I, I think every time I have an experience like that, it just cements my respect and honor for the birth process because I think it is easy to get, kind of blase mm-hmm. about the birth process and mm-hmm. what's involved in it but it cements my respect for it and it also cements my respect for these babies and for the fact that like moms are made 
to do this like yeah. we are here as a safety net yeah and also um, like witnessing moms in those last like those moments where they've already given so much and then they still like change positions with us and like let us help maneuver their babies like they yep. don't stop either like they're just doing what they have to do and it's like so yeah. crazy to wait like you think they've given all they could possibly give and they feel yeah. the same way and then all of a sudden they're like up and doing whatever they need to do to get that baby out and it's like such an yeah. honor to witness that and it's a it's also an honor for me to witness the processing of because I've been doing this for 15 years. And when something like that happens, you still have to process it. And yeah. the midwife has to process yeah. it like witnessing the processing of it um, from the other side too, from the birth worker perspective. It always humbles me as well mm-hmm. um, to realize that you know, we are all still learning no matter how mm-hmm. experienced we are at this. And we're all still learning to respect that process. Yeah. Um, and also how much we fucking love our jobs because we're still doing it despite some of these experiences. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, <laughs> I, sometimes you feel that way. You're yeah. like, I just don't want to have this experience where I release these crazy, huge amounts spikes. of stress hormones. And I told you that like, I don't feel like I ever panicked during that, but Mm -hmm. in the moment, maybe it was kind of like what I do in my real life, but it was like in the moment you're just there like thinking, doing, thinking, doing. And then when you finally see that little slip where the baby's like shoulder starts to come and then you're like, that's when the adrenaline goes and you realize, oh, my hands are shaking. shaking. Like, and that's where Karen Strange always tells you, like, feel your feet on the floor take deep breaths like or in most midwives cases they go and do laundry for a minute once yeah. everything is okay <laughs> and so i just want to say that from the point of view of like we still respect and honor this process um and then like afterwards we had like the most you know beautiful birth celebration postpartum everything was beautiful everything was wonderful the mom was such a badass that's awesome um yeah, she totally, totally rocked it, and it was amazing. And every time I get woken up, or and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, and then I have an experience like that, and it's like, all right, this is why I do this. It always like cements in my brain. This is why yeah. I continue to do this because even through the hard stuff, you get to see so much of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like when when you try to explain to people why you do what you do, that's really hard to put into words. Yeah, so I'm glad that you did that. And so I guess that we can roll that back around before we close out our episode that the fact that me, you and Kim and just me and you, because this episode is about me and you, the fact that we get to experience that together. Yeah. Cements our friendship. Yes. Even more strongly. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, how are we going to bring this back? And I was like, oh, it's because I yeah. can't imagine having these intense experiences and not having you guys to process with afterwards. Yeah. And not having somebody to... Like when we do births together and have those intense experiences, like the fact that we can rely on each other and trust each other and know like, hey, we can help each other yeah. when the shit hits the fan because in birth work, the shit's going to hit the fan well, like at you, some point can, in time. Yeah. Like we can help each other resolve conflict in and of the birth itself, but I can't, yeah. I can think of a couple of births where like I really doubted myself from them and that you're the person who gives me perspective and like helps me realize what I brought but also like what I can do better next time in a way that feels manageable so like that's so critical and you do that for me too because there's been times where we've had that conversation 
where we've talked as two birth workers and, and you would say something like, how do you do that? How are you so confident? How are you this? Like, or you're, and I'm like, I just want you to know that you come off that way too. Like we all doubt ourselves in our own head. Yeah. Like if your adrenaline's pumping, it's hard to imagine yourself being this force of like stillness. Yes. Like actually you're. And so the fact that we can (laughs) see each other the way the outside world sees us, but also share our inner worlds with each other is so important. And so like, I encourage everybody out there, like be open and real with people, share your inner worlds, like find trusted friends. It's so important. I love you, Jess, but I never want to see your inner world. I mean, I have. You've seen my inner world and it's a scary, (laughs) scary place. It's not all glitter and rainbows, baby. I love your inner world. It's a beautiful, messy maze that I will always travel (laughs) with you in. (laughs) Well, you're always welcome there. But it's time to end up our episode. So I just want to end by saying... um, cheers but not only to birth work but to having the most amazing friends that i could ever imagine having and i hope everyone can find beautiful relationships like this um and i adore you we also adore you too kim but this was not about you today so So enjoy your time at the lake (laughs) Cheers. cheers